All right, all right. NBA Quick Pod locked and loaded for Thursday, November the 3rd. Mackenzie Rivers is in the house. I'm your host, Sleepy J. Today, Mackenzie has gone through the NBA card for Thursday. And now, Mackenzie is going to go ahead. He's going to convince me with his best handicap. He'll give a handicap on a side total and a player prop. I'll go ahead. I'll grade those handicaps on a scale of 1 to 10. Then I'll go ahead and I'll buy which one I believe is the best Mac. Uh, we went 2-1 and one on our last Quick Pod. And we hit another player prop doing really well with those. We've been hot with those, actually. I think, what are we, like 5-1 and one on the year combined? Nothing to hang our heads about with that, so that's good. Our NBA Dream Pod from Wednesday actually did well last night, too. So we went 4-2 and two, uh, overall with our suggested picks on that podcast. Let's go ahead. Let's keep the winning going. Let's start it out with one of your plays today. We only have two games there, Mac, tonight, but what are you looking at? Yeah, there's going to be a theme running through uh, my three plays, how I'm looking at this card. Uh, only two games. The first game... We'll have all three of my picks in it. And the first one is the Warriors minus five in the first half. This team's only two and six ATS on the season. I think they're starting to hear some of the whispers or not whispers, conversation about, hey, you know, in 2019 or 2020, the year they went 15 and 65, they only went four and four to start the eight games. You know, are we sure this team's championship caliber? Yeah, maybe so. I mean, when you lose six out of seven ATS, those questions start to pop up. I think this is a get-right game for versus a Magic's team that um, won in seven on the season in the first half, not only last year but the year before that, has been very consistently poor where more than 70% of their negative scoring margin is in the first half. So uh, they could battle back here. So I don't want to lay the nine, but in the first half, I like laying the five. What do you think? All right. Well, I agree with you there, Mac, that they're probably going to look to go and put the smack down on one of these teams that's just not all that good. Look at Orlando's record. It's not good. I think they have one win on the year, tied for worst record in the league. The handicap was good. I'm going to give that a 7.3. My only concern with the Warriors, are they that team that's just being hunted right now? I mean, you look at the teams that are on the schedule, the Hornets, the Pistons, the Heat. Um, I mean, they shouldn't be losing to teams like that. I mean, they're only beating teams like the Lakers, the Kings, and the Heat so far this season. So maybe it's a big wake-up. And if they do come out and they're like, let's just get the motor running, there's a good chance that they could end up going into halftime with like a double-digit lead. I, I I don't see this team struggling going into halftime. Um, I think that they'll be okay. I think they're going to get everything right. So uh, I like the handicap, 7.3. I'll go ahead. I'll give that. Uh, stamp it, 7.3. What do you got next there, Mike? Give me the under in this same game, and it's going to be a similar handicap. I feel like the Warriors have to respond, and their offense has been fine, about 12th in the league right now. Their defense, which is what carried them for most of regular season last year, got them that third seed, has been terrible. Currently 22nd in the league between Houston and Philadelphia, two teams disappointing on defense in their own right. And we've seen this in the, in the Kerr era. So they've lost three straight, which is a rarity, admittedly, in the Kerr era. When that's happened, since 2014-15, the Warriors on a three-game losing streak, the next game, 65% to the under. They do bring that defense. They hear about it. They have the discipline that sometimes slacks when you're, they're playing that up-and-down, loosey-goosey style. Bring it off a losing streak when they need it. So give me the under 226 in this game uh, for my second bet. All right, I dig it. I'm going to give that a 7.32 there, Mac. Right on the button. So you're tied up here. Your player probably decided, so I'll give that a 7.3. I'll stamp that. Here's my my one reason why I would kind of really like this play. 
is that I think Golden State's going to make a massive pivot here. The fact that they've lost three games and this is like a road trip, that there's there has to be some type of an identity change with this team. And we know that they can turn it up on defense, but now is not the time to really just get lazy trying to figure out this offense. Like It just seems like that's what they're trying to do. They're just going out there trying to blow these teams out. And this there's no way that this is the worst defense in the league. We know that. So at some point, Steve Kerr has to get in their ass and say, look, we're getting beat by teams we shouldn't be losing to. We're playing like crap on the road. We're barely winning games at home. This is not who we are. This is not what we do. We need to stop all of what we've been doing, and we need to get back down to basics. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put maybe their best defensive effort of the season up here. So I, I kind of like that one quite a bit. I'll say 7.3. I thought your handicap uh, could have had a little bit more in there. Well, let me give you a little more. Let me give you a little more as I was thinking through it. Um this is the team to get right against defensively because it's literally a rookie and a second-year player with the ball in their hands making decisions. So if you pressure them, I really think you have an opportunity to completely shut them down. Uh, Cole Anthony's still out. Jalen Suggs 3-14 and 14 last game. This is a team without a point guard. And the Warriors, um, really, that's their weakness uh, where they have to move Clay onto their point guard and move Steph around trying to hide him at times. Not the case with the Magic. Uh, Steph Curry's going to have free reign, not going to have to expend a lot of energy on defense. And I think Draymond Green picks his game up, and I, I think this is an all-in defensive effort. And the Magic probably slow the game down because uh, they're not going to be able to get into a race with the Warriors and compete. So like the under 226. All right, and I noticed that Terrence Ross is currently listed as day-to-day. He might not play tonight, which is you know one of their speed guys or shooting guards. So that could help too. So I'm still going to mark that 7.3, but I'll put an asterisk by that one there, Mac. 7.3 with an asterisk. I'll let you go ahead with your player prop. What do you got? Just mentioned that Steph Curry's not going to have to exert an exorbitant amount of effort on defense. And I agree with your point on offense, that they've been going out there just trying to blow teams out. And I think they got to have a little bit of a, a cultural change where they're more methodical in what they're doing. So for my prop bet, let me go. Stephen Curry under two and a half turnovers right now in Pinnacle, minus 110. Minus 106. You can save a little bit of money. You got to bring gunfights to gunfights and knife fights to knife fights. I feel like the Warriors are going to have have it in seven, you know, have it in third gear the entire game to grind out a win. Whereas we've seen, you know, against the Lakers, first game of the season, he had a bunch of turnovers. Steph Curry uh, against Miami, a really good defense and a marquee matchup goes down to the wire. He presses a little bit more, has five turnovers against the bad teams this year hasn't even touched this number, hasn't gotten to three turnovers. You look at all games where Curry is a favorite of seven or more points, only two and a half turnovers per game. You're like, all right, well, that's this number. Yeah, but that's about more than a half turnover less than in other games. So you have that same transition here. He's averaging about two and a half turnovers on the season. Bump that down by a half because I think they're going to be a little bit more methodical. The Magic, by the way, 27th in the league enforcing opponent turnovers so they don't have any particular uh guys that particularly uh handsy with the ball again no point guard so gonna have free reign gonna be able to take it light and easy i think steph curry under two and a half turnovers will be my prop bet all right i like that one um hmm. i'll go ahead i'll stamp that 7.4 i like that one slightly more than than the others tough though i'll tell you that it was tough um, here's my thing, Mac. With this line being as big as it is, there's a chance that Curry doesn't play. 
you know, the most minutes out of the entire season. He's played some games where he's played 30 minutes, 31 minutes, which were the least minutes he's played all year long. And he went, I think, for two turnovers and one turnover. So I think that that's, you know, that's one thing that's in your favor. But I think the other thing that's in your favor, you know, if we get to a defensive game, it's going to slow down. But look, I don't think Curry's the problem. Like, I think we know what Curry can do and he knows what he can do. I really think it starts with the guys like Draymond, who hasn't been playing all that great. Uh, Clay Thompson, uh, Jordan Poole, actually off the bench. Like, I feel like those guys need to be the guys that are out there doing more ball handling, being more involved in the offense. And Curry could just go out there and, and make his baskets and, and, and just do his job and, and get back to the bench. I don't see him playing a, a ton of minutes tonight, especially on this road trip. So I'll agree with you, uh, you know, the time that he has the ball in his hands, he's going to go out there and be the leader and say, look, let's just go ahead and, and make this a, a smoother operation. Not go out here and try to fly up and down the court and try to put all these points up and, you know, be like the greatest show on turf. I don't see that. I see a, a little bit of a a better run offense here. And it starts with, you know, Steph Curry. But I think the other guys are going to be more in the mix tonight because they do have some kinks to work out uh, with the Warriors. So I'll go ahead. I'll stamp that one 7.4. Um, I kind of want to buy all these plays there, Mac, but I guess I can only pick one. So um, I'll, I'll take the Curry prop. I'll take that one. I'll go ahead. I'll buy that one for me. I feel pretty good with that. Uh, hot topic for today there, Mac. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to talk about you know, when to bet NBA games. You know, there's a lot of people that are finally uh, starting to come over and say, hey, NBA is really rocking and rolling. They're all excited about it. Kind of seems like a little bit of a broad subject here, you know, you know how to bet these NBA games and when to bet them. But look, let's be honest, the NBA lines are getting sharper and sharper as these years move along. Uh, the NFL and college football right now uh, are rocking and rolling. And right now is the time. The NBA lines just aren't as sharp. And typically that's the case, you know, with every sport that just starts up. Uh, but with sports betting becoming legalized now, you know, pretty much across America, the time that we had, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago to handicap these games and dig into them and, and bet is just, it's drastically gone down. You know, we may have had, you know, all night to go ahead and look at these games and maybe even the next morning. But, you know, that, that the mornings are getting tougher right now. The East Coast guys, they're pounding away at these numbers. Uh, very early in the morning, and then you got the Vegas guys coming in, and then the games just pretty much throughout the day, they're almost unbettable, to be honest. Um, the numbers just aren't there anymore. They're all gone. So getting bets off throughout the day, or it's just, it's just so much tougher. I found that betting the overnights is probably the best way to beat the NBA, and at times it could be the worst way to bet the NBA. And why? Because a lot of that's just due to injuries. They play such a key part in the markets, and the markets move when a significant enough a player is you know, going to be in or out of a lineup. So if you're working correctly at night, you, know, you can find out or at least get a really good idea who's going to be in or who's going to be out. You, know, you can get a clear picture, and you can pretty much attack that. Now, the lines in the NBA games, they typically drop around noon. At least that's the way it is right now. That's noon Pacific. Now, as you know, the NFL and college football start to slow down, and college basketball starts up, then basketball kind of becomes like more of the forefront. And the NBA lines, they start getting released even earlier. So we do have to make constant changes throughout the year, and you need to be dialed into you know when the market is releasing these games and how the market's reacting. And that's really important because you know if you're behind the curve with that, well, then you're missing these best numbers. And Mac and I, you know, we've done really well with like prop plays, you know, going all the way back to last year, and those things are starting to change. And much of that is because, you know, we're getting to these lines as soon as we can. You know, they come out a day prior with some of these games will be player props will be released a day prior. And we're digging into trends, which I actually believe that trends with players 
are far more trustworthy than they are with teams. So that's kind of just a brief overview of kind of how we're looking at these NBA games and, and what we're doing. Mac, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this on, you know, what we need to do when it comes to attacking NBA games. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of ambivalent. I have mixed emotions. I think both things about the sharpness of the NBA market. Uh, on the one hand, you're right. Uh, there is a lot of movement early in the cycle, more more so than in years past, where if you're coming in the afternoon, uh, you're not going to get the same numbers that you were going to get last evening. Uh, on the other hand, a lot of time the sharp the sharp moves lose. Knicks go from two to two and a half yesterday. That was my best bet on the Hawks on the pod. Um, never in, or rarely in doubt the Hawks win uh, going away. That's just one example that pops in my mind. But in general, uh, you know, Raptors bet down from seven and a half to six and a half right before tip. They win by forty on Wednesday night. So I I, I keep those things I keep those things with a grain of salt. Here's where the value of sharp books, I think, comes into play. You're talking about injuries in the night before. Sometimes it's uh, you can read the tea leaves and have a pretty good idea. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's pretty questionable. Uh, Darius Garland was questionable yesterday, and I noticed that bookmaker uh, made the line a little bit more in the Cavs' favor than everybody else uh, when it was Wednesday morning, and that told me that they probably thought Darius Garland would play, and other people didn't have that same conviction. The day before, Fred Van Vliet was questionable um, versus the Hawks, and the line was dropping. The Raptors were minus three and a half, and they were minus three, and then at Bookmaker, they were minus two and a half. Chris, Bookmaker, takes huge bets, so somebody somewhere with a huge bet in their chamber fired it against the Raptors, thinking Fred Van Vliet, before the market knew, wasn't going to play, and they ended up winning again, going away. Wasn't even close. Uh, so it's frustrating that that move kept me off that sharpness of the book. I'm like, okay, well, they know something about Fred Van Vliet that kept me off the play. So I didn't play it and they, and they won. And then Darius Garland questionable. I'm like, okay, well, bookmaker says he's going to play. I see that. I get that. But I kind of like the Celtics either way. So I played them and Darius Garland played and Fred Van Vliet didn't play. So in both cases, the sharp book was telling you correct information about the injury situation. If you use that correctly to make a, the correct wager is a whole different question. And I think what you're saying there, Mac, is super important. I think it kind of gives us a a way for us to kind of open up like the way that we do the way that we do business. Like I think if if you're trying to do this by yourself, um, you better have the time to do it. And if you don't have the time, well then you better have a team. And if you don't have a team because you don't have that time, well then you better have somebody that you can rely on, like myself or Mackenzie. But that's one of the good things about being able to work with McKenzie is that we've kind of gone through everything that we've need to gone through in order to sit down and, and understand how this all works out. Me personally, I think the most important thing when you're working with somebody is that they need to know how to lose. And McKenzie knows how to lose. So I know how to lose and you know how to react to that because that's the one thing that will, will completely ruin a bankroll for you. Uh, McKenzie's not going to overreact to, you know, one loss. And, uh, you know, when I see McKenzie firing away on a team that he just lost on the next day, that makes me feel good that, that there's no bias within his opinion and he can look at the numbers correctly and just do the, do the work that's, that, that needs to be done and do it normally. And just, we, we find when, you know, this is me and McKenzie doing this for last year. Now we kind of find our groove and we find out what works good. He, we, I know what he's good at. He knows what I'm good at. And we know what we can go ahead and sit down and, and chop out throughout the day and get the work done. So. Uh, I think it's important to not only understand, you know, how these NBA lines are reacting and, and the way that they react and the times that they drop and, you know, how these lines are being moved, whether it's, 
you know, due to player injuries or, or, you know, cluster injuries, or, you know, maybe there's a certain situational advantages that happened, you know, maybe a team gets stuck on a plane somewhere, something like that. And having a team, in my opinion, is the best way to work. But you know, having somebody like McKenzie alongside me has made me so much of a better handicapper. And I could sit and I could dig into these games and feel really comfortable that, hey, maybe if I had a bad day, he's going to be able to pick me up. He's going to tell me where I screwed up and vice versa. And we can learn together and we can you know, go ahead and start getting at these lines early as possible and making the best bets that we can. So um, I don't know if you have anything else to top that off there, McKenzie. I'll just say this. Uh, if you're sensing a little tension in my voice, a little disappointment, uh, I lost my three-star bet on the Celtics yesterday, and it is on the top of my mind. I just got a message on pregame about how I shouldn't have made that pick, and it was only a coin flip at best, and how I'm a bad handicapper. Okay. All right. <laughs> I appreciate the message, but trust me, it was on my mind before that. But here's the thing that I uh, will come back to to speak to your point. Last year, uh, October and November were, were decent. And then uh, late November, December were bad for me as an NBA handicapper. I was down about 10 units and I ended up plus 64. So it's a long season. It's a long season. And uh, you're going to get some numbers wrong. You're going to get some bets wrong. Uh, but like you said, you rally, figure out what you did wrong. And that's going to make you, uh, you know, improve on your and eliminate those mistakes in the past. So that's the goal here. I uh, appreciate this platform and this uh Friendship I have with you, Sleepy, to be able to work through some of these things on a daily basis. And, uh, yep, back to the grind. Get it back tomorrow. I think that one thing that a lot of betters deal with there, Mac, is that NBA seasons, NFL seasons, doesn't matter who you are, that you're, you typically you'll start out slower and you will pick up steam as the information becomes you know more readily available. Some people dive into stats and somebody like McKenzie's like, you know, he's a stat guru. By far the best guy I know when it comes to stats. When the numbers become true, then his handicaps to get so much stronger. I think that he was talking about that, you know, that, that, how much stronger he got when, and that's a guy that, that relies on numbers. You know, I rely on a different, different set of things, but you know, our podcast has, has started out really well. And that that's, that's only a, a sign of think of, of things to come. So um, even though, you know, you dropped your three star, like I said, you know how to deal with losing, but I have no doubt that this podcast and, and your season and my season um, they're only going to get stronger. That's just typically the way that, that this whole thing goes. Um, so at least we have something really exciting to look forward to. And you know, if we keep doing the work that we're doing, um, you know, we're going to end up with those 6-0 runs like we started out within the beginning of the year. But uh, that'll wrap up the podcast there, guys. Good quick little pod for you guys. Make sure you guys check out McKenzie and I's podcast tomorrow night. That will be live on the RJ Bell Dream Preview feed. Make sure you check out our Twitter accounts at Mac and Rivers at SleepyJ underscore pregame. If you guys do want to go ahead and save some cash over there at pregame.com, make sure you guys enter code SLEEP20. That'll save you 20% on any site purchase. You guys can always find us on the best sports betting information site on the web, and that is pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NBA Thursday. Enjoy the games.